Welcome to Speak My Peace, the podcast that covers all things NBA on and off the court. And now, here's your host, Isaac Ansa. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Episode 2, Speak My Peace. I am your unapologetic host, Isaac Ansa. Producer D-Lane plugged in on the beat. Well, well, well. The fun has begun. The NBA is back. Dunks, three-point shots, crossovers, dramatic finishes, all back for our viewing pleasure. My eyes were glued to the TV. Everything was great except for the fact I may have neglected my girlfriend. I'm sleeping on the couch. My back is killing me. Sorry, hon. I love you. But I also love LeBron, Kitty, Giannis, and Kawhi Leonard, too. Rest assured, there's room for all of you in my heart. But I digress. But sadly, the return of the NBA and the world's greatest athletes is not the opening topic of our discussion. The week has been overshadowed by James Harden. Houston, we have a problem. Or do we? So, the beard has been in the news the past two weeks. Not for his scoring prowess, rather his social life nightclubs, no mask on, concerns about his weight, power plays, trade me, and a recent hefty $50,000 fine for violating social outing rules. All which has led to the Twitter and Instagram trolls out with reckless abandoned unchecked sitting in their mom's basement on their iPhones hitting away until their thumbs bleed. Isaac, he's difficult. Destructive, selfish, I'm malcontent, a cancer. Oh, excuse me, are we still talking about James Harden or Jimmy Butler? Because you guys said the exact same thing just over a year ago, and all of a sudden, <laughs> we love Jimmy. I mean, we really love Jimmy. The same Jimmy Butler that went to the NBA Finals, outplayed LeBron in a few games, triple-double, now he's ascended into superstar status, a great teammate, and all of a sudden, we just love Jimmy. Where's Jimmy? I want to play with Jimmy. He's such a great, great player. Boys and girls, let's take a trip down memory lane. How did Jimmy get here? He's the guy who criticized disrupted and belittled teammates at practice, refused to play and demanded a trade. And now it's all in the past. So why wouldn't Harden follow that blueprint? Houston doesn't have a James Harden problem. They have an organizational problem. New GM, new coach, owner who wants control and say, listen, D'Antoni wanted out, Westbrook wanted out, and now reportedly James wants out. So who's to blame? It starts at the top, guys. James is getting the brunt of the dysfunction and is tired of the lack of support the organization has provided. And he's lashing out. Listen, I would too. Here are the facts. He's a winner. He's been a winner his whole career. In the eight years playing for the Houston Rockets, He's won 50 games five times. It would have been six if the season wasn't abbreviated last year. In four of those years, he lost to an eventual dynasty, the Warriors, 
Yeah, you may have heard of those guys. The same team that beat up LeBron, Kyrie, Kevin and company. In an era when you need two or three All-Stars to win a championship, James Harden has played with two All-Stars. Dwight Howard in 2013, Westbrook in 2019. Yeah, you're saying, oh, what about Chris Paul? Well, you know what? The two years that Chris Paul played for the Houston Rockets, he played a total of 58 regular season games. That means Harden was doing all the work. His second best player was Eric Gordon, who's what? Maybe the 30th to 60th best player in the league. Come on, guys. I'd be tired too. When I hear people yelling, trade Harden. It just doesn't make sense to me. Stars are so hard to come by. James Harden's do not grow on trees. As soon as you trade a superstar, you immediately return to mediocrity. Guys, how are the San Antonio Spurs doing since losing Kawhi? How are the Raptors doing since losing Kawhi? How are the Cavaliers doing since losing LeBron? How's Golden State doing since losing KD? Do you not understand why the Lakers traded Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, 10 first round draft picks for Anthony Davis? Does it not make sense to you now? Superstars are hard to come by. As soon as you lose one, it may take you 5, 10, 15 years to be a title contender. So, again I ask, do you really want to trade James Harden? I say, get organized. Bring in talent to compete in the ultra-competitive West. LeBron James plays with AD. Kawhi plays with Paul George. James Harden plays with <laughs> John Wall, who hasn't played in two years. I mean, come on, I would be upset too. James Harden is a system, like LeBron James, like Westbrook. Help him flourish. Don't hinder his abilities. Management needs to get its act together. That's my take. I mean, <laughs> Trey James Harden. First team All-NBA six times, three times scoring champion, seven times All-NBA. 2018 MVP, one of six players to lead the league in scoring and assist. I mean, guys, I don't know. I have an opinion. I lay it out. Like it, don't like it. Leave a comment. Shoot me a DM. Either way, I'll continue to speak my piece. Stay with me. I'll be back in 30 seconds. Hey, are you in pain? I bet your back and knees are sore right now, aren't they? Do you want to get back to feeling good and being athletic again without pain? Then check out the Back to Basketball podcast. Our guests include athletes, medical professionals, trainers, and mindset coaches, focusing on empowerment, accountability, and consistency. Our mission is to transform the lives of past and present basketball players who struggle with injuries and pain by focusing on personal storytelling and community building. Our hope is to inspire a change in mindset and a shift in the lifestyle and daily habits of people. We hope to help you completely turn your life around. You can find the Back to Basketball podcast on all social media platforms by searching back and the number two 
and basketball. Again, that's back, the number two, and basketball. All one word. Your pain-free journey starts now. Great first week. As expected, Brooklyn, Lakers, Clippers, Bucks all look good. As the year progresses, there will be plenty of time to chat about those teams, deservingly so. They will be dominating the airways. So I wanted to continue with my season preview. Last week, we highlighted the aforementioned teams. We talked about the stars powering those teams. But who are the up-and-coming stars? The next wave of talent. Who will blossom into stardom? Here are my five breakout players to watch this year. Talent isn't the only determinant. Opportunity, overall team talent, coaching, and offensive system play a huge role in how effective a young player will be. Let's get into it. Here's our top five countdown from this week in the NBA. Five. Colby White. Fast, energetic guard who loves to shoot the three. Used primarily off the bench last year, but really excelled after the All-Star break. White became the first rookie in NBA history with consecutive 30-point games off the bench. He made NBA All-Rookie's second team last year. 13 points a night, 35% shooting from three on 25 minutes of action a night. Look, there were lots of ball handlers on the balls last season. Zach Levine is still the main guy, but new coach Billy Donovan did wonders in OKC last year with average talent. I believe Colby will reap similar benefits OKC guards did playing for Donovan. He's definitely a starter this year, and consistent minutes should lead to increased production and confidence for the 20-year-old second-year player. Four. Four. Markel Fultz. Yeah, I know. It's odd to have the former number one overall pick on this type of list, but there are always outliers in life. You guys know the story. Drafted by Philly in 2017, along the way, forgot how to play basketball. My eight-year-old nephew has a nicer jump shot. I mean, Markel has had some ups and downs to say the least, shoulder issues, problems with confidence. But there's been a change in the wind. Markel has carved out a nice spot on the Orlando Magic rotation. His athleticism, ball handling, and finishing at the rim are on display every night. Exciting player to watch, especially in the open court. And I thoroughly expect him to improve on last year's numbers. 12 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, and 28 minutes of action. Not what you would expect from a former number one overall pick, but off to a good start. This year, through three games, averaging 20 points, four assists, three rebounds, shooting 49% from the field. Listen, the talent is there. He and the Magic may fly under the radar, but I expect Markel to be a key part of this rotation and help their team return back to the playoffs. Three. Colin Sexton. Look, another guy NBA fans probably do not watch. The Cavs have been horrendous since LeBron left. No reason to tune in, right? But this guy can flat out score. The former 2018 8th overall pick has game. Lots of it. Last year, 20 points, 3 assists, and 3 rebounds a night. Yes, empty numbers when you're not winning, but the talent is there. Must improve on his playmaking abilities, getting other guys involved. But considering his age, 
he should be in Cleveland's long-term plans. This year, off to a good start. It's early, but he's averaging 27 points a game through the first three games, and surprisingly, the Cavs are 3-0. Colin Sexton, keep your eye out. Two. Michael Porter Jr. An expected name on this list, many would say he should be a number one. But I have concerns about team chemistry and the amount of minutes he'll play. Nonetheless, the talent is there, size, skill, absolutely he can be a dominant scorer for years to come. Let's revisit last year's bubble. In the eight seeding games, Porter Jr. was an absolute flamethrower, scoring at will and showcasing his spectacular offensive arsenal. 22 points, eight rebounds while shooting 40% from three, very impressive. Defense will be an area of improvement if he wants to see more minutes this season, but without question he should be starting for the Nuggets. I would expect him to be the third guy, 16 to 18 points a night is within his reach. I think the ability to get 30 points on any given night is what's intriguing about Porter Jr. He does have a tendency to shoot ill-advised shots, especially when he hasn't seen the ball in a few possessions. Big questions, does he have the confidence of his teammates and coaches? Will he stunt the team's growth for personal validation or will he fall in line and play third fiddle to Jamal and Jokic? We'll see. One. One. Christian Wood. Most likely a surprise number one choice to most of you, but I love his story. Undrafted back in 2015, worked his way up through the D-League. Here's a guy, non-stop motor, loves getting dirty, hungry, chip on his shoulders, and is now playing with great passers like James Harden and John Wall. Played on a non-guaranteed deal last year for the Pistons, 13 points, 6 rebounds and 21 minutes of action, but the last 15 games he posted 22 points, 9 rebounds in 34 minutes while shooting 41% from 3. Houston plays up-tempo, lots of possessions, means more points and rebounds. I see him having a jump in numbers similar to how Clinton Compella blossomed for the Rockets after taking over that center. Clinton put up 15, 16 points, 11 to 12 rebounds a year with limited offensive skill. Oh, and by the way, first game of the year, Wood put up 31 points, 13 rebounds, and a loss to the Blazers. Just saying, the talent is there. Christian Wood, number one breakout player to watch this upcoming season. It's time for Oh Canada. In this segment, I'll be talking exclusively Canadian basketball. Guys, in relationships, there are three magic words we all love to hear. I love you. But on the flip side, there are four words we dread hearing. I told you so. Much to my chagrin, my girl says those words to me often because she's usually right. (laughs) And sadly, you too will soon feel that way because on all things basketball, I'm generally right. (laughs) So, last week, I took some flack for being hard on the Raptors and the Canadian kids Wiggins and Murray. Guys, I'm not here to gloat, but the Toronto Raptors 
I told you so. The Raptors did not address the obvious need for a scoring wing and got their butts kicked by New Orleans and lost to San Antonio. Both teams not contending for a title anytime soon. Listen, things will get better, but how much better? Can Nick Nurse reinvigorate this team? Light a fire under Siakam's butt? I think this team is maxed out. Big question marks going forward for the Raptors. Andrew Wiggins. I told you so. Well, 4 for 16 against Brooklyn on opening night. 13 points. Milwaukee blowout loss, 12 points. Against two title contending teams, he was nowhere to be found. Listen, ownership, cut your losses, save your money, invest in Amazon stocks. I promise you, you'll yield a better return. Andrew Wiggins, I told you so. Jamal Murray, a rough start. Nine points opening night, 23 points against the Clippers the following night. Subpar performance. It's early, but there's plenty of room for improvement. Superstar? Mm, not yet. Guys, I told you so. But, on a positive note, RJ Barrett has been a pleasant surprise for the Knicks. Listen, I wanted to put him in my top five breakout players list, but I remembered that he plays for the Knicks, an organization in shambles. With that being said, he's looked good in shape, confident, he's flashed some terrific playmaking abilities, improvement in the pick and roll game, and attacking the rim with confidence. Look, he's not an off the ball player, catch and shoot is a weak spot for RJ. So far, 17 points, 7 rebounds through 3 games. Looks like Coach Thibodeau wants RJ to insert himself on this team and put the league on notice. Tibbs has had success with other young players like D. Rose, Jimmy Butler, Carl Anthony Towns. So maybe RJ has found the right coach to maximize his talent. So Tibbs, here's some free advice. Do us a favor. Let the young Canadian do his thing. Give RJ the rock and get the hell out of the way. Thanks for listening. Don't miss a moment of the action. Comment, like, and subscribe to Speak My Peace for automatic delivery of new episodes on Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcast.